following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Welcome in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao and Mo Patton coming to you here on this Thursday edition. It's Prep Thursday. A lot of high school talk to get to today. It's it's pretty much exclusively high school football in Tennessee. So if you're normally, if you're used to this show, having some, some preps to pros and everything, typically we would have that, but... It's kind of a big week for high school football, so we're going to do the best we can to stick to it most of the day. Now, preps that to preps. <laughs> from preps to preps. Now, that being said, there may be some extra commentary in the rundown today <laughs> because that'll be about uh, all the time that we have to talk about those and some topics that are kind of need to be talked about. So there's that. But anyway, before we do any of that, Mo, hello. How are you? What's going on? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, kind of the calm before the storm. Like you said, we got a lot of high school stuff to talk about and big weekend as the opening weekend of the playoffs. And our top story is high school related as well. So it's, it's a, it's a jam packed high school related show today. It is in fact, and I'm looking forward to it. We, you know, I talked to uh, texted you earlier this week about, you know, what we do and how unique it kind of is throughout the Nashville market. And obviously Main Street Media has a pretty high focus on uh, high school sports. And so we, we definitely want to keep keep you guys uh, coming back to that for more because, to be honest, we feel like, or at least I do, I'm, I won't speak for Mo. I feel like, you know, as far as, High school sports in Middle Tennessee goes Main Street, and this show particularly are going to have have more intelligent conversation than anyone else. We're pretty tough to beat, you know. Yeah. I mean, That's <laughs> you're you're hard pressed to find much much better or more comprehensive or complete. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I do want to get into. Uh, the rundown today is a little bit different because we do have some state championships that are or state champions being crowned today, Mo. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. So let's do it. Let's get into today and yesterday's results. Also, the rest of today's schedule on the rundown. This is the rundown. Oh, you caught me off guard. I'll start. I ain't get, no, no, I'm good. You I'm good. Go I'm in high school cross-country action today. State meet up at Sanders Ferry Park in Hendersonville. The Division Two AA girls, Bella Diamandegui. Diamandegui. There we go. From Harpeth Hall. Bella G won the individual championship for Harpeth Hall and led the Honey Bears to the state championship as they outpointed Knoxville Webb and the Baylor school out of Chattanooga in D two boys earlier today, Luke Thompson of Brentwood Academy took top honors individually. Macaulay won the boys team championship followed by Christian brothers and Brentwood Academy. And in men's basketball action yesterday, Austin P defeated Fisk in exhibition play 89, 64. 
Major League Baseball last night. The Astros shut out the Phillies in both the run column and the hit column. A combined no-hitter, the second technical no-hitter in, in World Series history. Hey, hold up a minute. Why, why, why you say technical? Did, um, the Phillies, did, did the Phillies get a hit? But it's not a no-hitter. They just were held hitless. A no-hitter has to be one person. No, no, it doesn't. It's, it's, I, I mean, it's a combined no-hitter. There is a specific phrase that covers it. It's a combined no-hitter. It's not I a no-hitter. It's not, not a no-hitter. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan, but that's okay. I I, I feel you. Yeah. I, will, I will take the argument. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. I just don't agree with it. <laughs> that series is tied two to two. The Grizzlies on the road, they did not win 11 to 106. They won 111 to 106. And I can't type apparently. There was too many ones. I didn't know how many put there. <laughs> and in college football action this in central Michigan down northern Illinois on the road, 35-22 in bowling green. For those of you who took the over in this one, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> 13 to 9 winners over Western Michigan last night. Is that one going to be a score, Gami? 13 to 9 seems very odd. It does. It does. Yeah. Um, Cross country action today. The Class AAA girls, including Emily Raw of Spring Hill, and um, there's a young Is- lady from Kalioka as well who are running right now. That race started at 150 up at Sun- at Sanders Ferry and at 240 the AAA boys race which includes Spring Hills boys and Ben Hirsch from Mount Pleasant among others so um women's basketball tonight Tusculum College out of East Tennessee goes to Austin P that's a six o'clock tip on ESPN plus at eight o'clock the Preds ooh, the Preds are at Calgary it's an 8 o'clock start on Valley Sports South. And at 7.03 on Fox, game five, the Astros at the Phillies. Good luck with that one, Phils. Mm-hmm. College football action tonight. Texas El Paso at Rice. They travel across the state. It's a 6 p.m. kick on CBS Sports Network. Big game in Sun Belt or Fun Belt play Appalachian State at Coastal Carolina. This one's a big one. 6.30 kick on ESPN. I'll probably be watching this one. But if you're not, if you decide to check out the U, you can check out former Nashville Cat. Nope. And Nope. Oh, he's not there anymore? Nope. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Mississippi Valley State hosting Alabama A&M. That's on ESPNU. 6.30 p.m. And in NFL action tonight, Houston is at Philadelphia, but not just in baseball, also in football. That's kind of crazy. The Texans are at the Eagles tonight, 7.15 on Amazon Prime. And that is today's rundown. The eyes of Texas are upon you, Philadelphia. So, so they are, all of them. Yeah. Hey, Justin, real quick before we get it, did Amber ever fo- follow you back on on Twitter? No, man, she did not give me the follow back. Mm-mm. My so own good. blood. <laughs> Can't believe that. Cannot believe it. Oh yeah. man, Amber Kulik is a meteorologist in Dothan, <laughs> Alabama. I found her this morning, <laughs> Mo, trying to look for a picture of Justin. Yeah. And, and wait a minute. Hold up, hold up, hold up. 
Dothan, Alabama has a television station, is what uh, you're yeah. telling me. Yeah, it's a, it's a small one, but yes. I mean, it's it's you know it's on that that side where the Panhandle is. So yeah, I've I've gone through Dothan a time or two, or gone close to. I've seen the the street signs. I guess as you um as you go to Panama City from here, you pass yes. close, don't you? You do, in fact. Okay, all right. So, but you don't actually mm -hmm. go to, but you pass. You would see yeah, you signs usually go around Dothan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You wouldn't. But go I did not. It. But, but it is a, uh, it is interesting. I just thought, man, that's look, look at the Kulix out here reading. The How weather. many Kulix could there be? Yeah, no relation, Justin. I don't know. I mean, I doubt it. I, I don't think so. Uh, it's my dad's side, so uh, I think I've met everybody on my dad's side of the family. But I don't know. You know, you never know. <laughs> you never. Uh, no, I never know. He's got some explaining to do, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll let that be between you and Chris. Yeah, exactly. Kulik. Yeah, the other Chris. Chris K. Oh, man. Well, it's time for today's top story. And today we have Mr. Football Award finalists. They were announced Semi. earlier. Oh, or the semifinalists. That's right. Yeah. Sure is. Uh, semifinalists awarded in each category. Uh, they all the way through from Class A to D2 AAA, and as well as Kicker of the Year. Um, do you have them and in front of you, Mo? I do have them in front of me, and in terms of local interest, the list is pretty short, man. Um, yeah, Middle Tennessee didn't get a whole lot of a love in this one. Did not get a whole lot of love at all. In Class 1A, the only... The only Middle Tennessee performer is Isaiah Thomason from Fayetteville. Um, in Class 2A, Zek Prince from East Robertson is the only Middle Tennessee semifinalist. And we're going to come back to that in just a second. Um, in 3A, technically, Waverly nope. is in Middle Tennessee and well. Easton Elliott is one of four finalists. Um, you got two from Alcoa, um, one from Covington, and one from Sheffield out in Memphis. So, 4A, Gabe Borders from Macon County is the only Middle Tennessee semifinalist. In 5A, you've got Malachi Dowell from White County. Um, and Deshaun it, Bishop from Carnes, who is a two-time 2,000-yard rusher and yeah. almost set the state record for yards in a season last year. So good and, luck, and, Malachi. And, and then you've got Jordan Potts from Powell who quarterbacked the Panthers to last year's 5A state championship. So it's a, that's a relatively loaded field. But again, only one Middle Tennessee semifinalist in 5A. Uh, in 6A, I guess you make up for it because you've got Kate Hewitt, from defending state champion Oakland, you've got Arian Carter, the Memphis commit from Smyrna, and the Blackman duo of quarterback Jack Rosner and receiver Justin Brown. Justin Brown is committed to Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Um, so those are four of your five semifinalists, along with Marable's Noah Vaughn. In Division 2A, um, Garrett Weekly from Friendship Christian, DJ Merriweather from Clarksville Academy, and freshman Jared Curtis from Nashville Christian are semifinalists, along with Ashton Jones from Donaldson Christian and Kevin Finch from USJ in D2AA. 
You've got a couple of kids from Lipscomb, Caleb Beasley and Junior Cheryl, uh, along with uh, Boo Carter from Chattanooga Christian, Brock Glenn from Lausanne. I think he's an Ohio State commit. Mm -hmm. And Charlie Robinson from Knoxville Webb. Uh, D3, I'm sorry, D2 AAA. Marcel Reed and Gabe Fisher from NBA. Um, Max Carroll from Briarcrest. Carson Gentle from Macaulay and Caleb Hampton from Baylor. And then your kicker of the year candidates, Jacob Taylor from Oakland is your only mid-state semifinalist there. So again, middle Tennessee, not getting a lot of love in this cycle. And, you know, I may be biased. Chris, you may be biased as well. But a kid who in 10 games has 26 offensive touchdowns, 843 receiving yards, 710 rushing yards. Again, 26 offensive touchdowns. He's also got a 67-yard punt return. Um, can't get a sniff as a semifinalist in Class 2A, and I'm talking about Ethan Workman down at Richland. Uh, I, I, I don't – I've been in the room where – these semifinalists are ultimately chosen, and I don't know how those numbers. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how those numbers stack up against the guys that emerged from that room, but it's tough for me to think that all five of those are better. So. Yeah, or I have mean, been more, or have been more impactful. Richland well, I think that's finished second in their region. They are hosting a state playoff game for the first time in thirty-two years, and. A lot of that was on the back of Ethan Workman. Well, but see, the problem is that you just, and, and like a lot of these things, you don't have a chance to see all of these kids play, and you don't understand that without Ethan Workman, this team isn't second in its region. You don't understand, even looking at just the numbers, how important he is to that team and the fact that you know they went, they went into that Mount Pleasant game and got down 21 to nothing and – they went to that Notre Dame box where he was just getting direct snaps and, and running it up and down the field and put them back into the game. Uh, same thing at Cascade. This, those same are thing the type, at Forest. Those are the type of things that you don't – that you don't and can't take into consideration if you're not there. So not having you in the room, Mo. <laughs> and no, no, it's not me. It's, I mean – well, like I mean, I said, not having somebody who understands that in the room. I've been in the room. I'm not and, in the room. I have no desire to go back to the room. But, um, <laughs> but that's the problem, man. You but, look at 1,500 yards, 26 touchdowns, and you go, okay, well, that's pretty here's good. The thing. Here's the thing. I mean, if you are charged with the responsibility of selecting the best players in the state. Figure it out. Do your homework. I, I will agree with that. I will agree with that completely. So, and uh, any anybody that cares, and if it sounds egotistical, that's fine. But anybody that cares has my phone number. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, if, if 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 there's a if there's someone out there who's sending you that information and and send you know these these cards that are sent out or graphics that are sent out, you know. Maybe you just say, "Hey, what about these, this guy? These numbers seem decent. Why? Why is he a candidate? Mm -hmm. Why should we consider it? What, what about this guy? 
yeah. yeah. It's tough. And, and it's unfortunate for Ethan, but you know what? And really and truly, I feel like Jackson Collier out at Mount Pleasant should have gotten some consideration as kicker. I wouldn't disagree. I with mean, that particularly as a two A kicker, where sure. you don't see that on a regular basis. He was four or five on field goals, um, with a longer forty two. He's twenty seven to thirty one on extra points, average thirty seven yards per punt, and. 80% and I think that's a low a low estimation but at least 80% of his kickoffs went for touchbacks and I mean at the class 2A level in particular that's a weapon and that's a weapon that is going to impact this postseason I agree with you so. absolutely well, that's our top story. Mr. Football semifinalists are out there. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Seth Anderson of Columbia Academy will join us here in just a moment. So stick around. We'll be right back on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yow and Mo Patton here on this Thursday edition talking high school football from start to finish pretty much the rest of the day. And we start, Mo, with some hardware in this segment. We need to give out our end-to-end life Southern Middle Tennessee Team of the Week award presented by Custom Stone Handlers. A year ago, Spring Hill did not have a cross-country team. 
That's this true. year, this year, Spring Hills boys won the Region Six AAA Cross Country Championship, and for that reason, the Raiders are our Into Win Life Team of the Week. Um, as we said, they'll be um, competing in the state cross country meet here in about a half hour or so up at Sanders Ferry Park in Hendersonville. But um, had a freshman that led them finish third in the um, in the region meet last Monday. Uh, Brett Kyle Nielsen is his name, and a couple of folks that had run previously, but they didn't have a team last year because their coach left right at the onset of the season and they weren't able to get him replaced. So they just shut it down, but um, great bounce back for the Spring Hill boys. And again, um, congratulations also to Emily Rao who won the region individually on the girls side. They did not have enough girls runners for a girls team, but um, she's carrying the banner for them as well. So congrats to the Raiders, our end to win life team of the week. And our Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Southern Middle Tennessee Athlete of the Week goes to? Well, again, for the fifth time this year, he is also the Main Street Preps Player of the Week. It's Austin <laughs> Hicks, a senior running back from Mount Pleasant. He didn't get a lot of carries, but he was very efficient with them in Mount Pleasant's win over Forest last Friday night. Five carries for 111 yards and three touchdowns. He'll take that. That's 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 pretty that's pretty stout. <laughs> it is stout, in fact. Yeah. So congratulations so. to Austin for both uh, winning MTBJ and Main Street Preps Player of the Week honors. Um, now we go to Coach's Corner, presented by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill. Renee Hart and the fine folks out in Chapel Hill, it's keeping you fed and happy. If you're out that way, make sure to stop by. See Renee. Tell them. The guys at Main Street Sports today sent you, or just tell them Mo sent you. And She'll also, be sure means. be sure and check on their catering out there. They do a great job with um, business lunches and the like, and I'm sure she's putting together a menu for Thanksgiving. So if you want to let somebody else handle your, your holiday cooking, be sure and check in with From the Heart Cafe as well. Absolutely. And today we welcome in Columbia Academy football coach Seth Anderson, who has been on the show since we started. We appreciate you listening in, Coach. Awesome. I appreciate y'all having me. <laughs> well, well, um, clearly this is a man with nothing to do. I guess the hay must be in the barn in terms of this trip tomorrow to, to Jackson Christian. But you did have a little leg up in terms of scouting for this one, I would say. Yeah, you know, we – uh. <clears throat> Had them on schedule earlier this year. That was the night those storms came through, um, and we only got to play a, a half of that game. Uh, so it, it pretty fortunate, um, you know, going against a team that we've already uh, played and that we're familiar with, and uh, so that definitely helps in preparation. Um, I would imagine the way things went that night, it also helped Seth in terms of motivation. Absolutely. You know, uh, you look at – a couple of years ago, uh, you know, when 2020 hit and uh, you weren't sure uh, how many opportunities that you, that you would get to play. And when we played uh, Jackson Christian earlier in the year, uh, we really wanted an opportunity to finish, um, you know, be, be, because that is so recent, uh, recent memory for us uh, is the 2020 season when, you know, you have a game scheduled and, and then all of a sudden it's canceled. So we wanted that opportunity for those seniors um, not to miss an opportunity. Um, so we're, we're – we're definitely looking forward to uh, going back and, and finishing 
uh, this week. Led 10 to nothing in that game until the last play of the first half. Still led 10-7 when you went off the field. And a second weather delay pretty much did y'all in that night. But, you know, Jackson Christian has gone on to win, I think, six of their last seven games, seven of their last eight, something like that. They finished the year um, eight and one. Eight and one. Um, and, and clearly, uh, you guys, at the very least, played right with them. Yeah, yeah, you know, we we felt like we uh, obviously ten to seven at half. Um, you know, anybody's game at that point. Yeah, they they've had a great year. They're a great team. Um, their only loss is to USJ, who a lot of people see as you know the the best team in in Division Two One A. Um, so you know they they've had uh, a lot of success, and you know not just squeaking by teams. I mean they've they've been they've been putting it to. Uh, their opponents, I think they're averaging, you know, close to 45 points a game. Um, defense is playing great. So it's definitely going to be a, a tough test for us uh, tomorrow night. Seth, you know, a couple weeks ago, I got to see you guys against Clarksville Academy and uh, obviously a a really good football game between two pretty good football teams. And you, you guys, you know, kind of found a way to to change what you do offensively with having a new quarterback uh, in your system. And, you know, with the athleticism that you have in your backfield and with your skill players, do you feel like this is a game that, you know, you guys can go over and get what might be considered an upset to most folks? Yeah, I, I hope so. Uh, I, know, I know our kids are confident going into tomorrow night. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you hit on it. Monte Baldwin is – uh, the focal part of our offense. I mean, the, the kid is—he's two yards away from a thousand uh, for the second consecutive season. Um, so he, he's going to get his touches. Teams are going to key on him. Um, so you know, we feel like how how can we best uh, open up some things for him? And Harrison Brownlee uh, at quarterback is—he's a, a dual threat guy. Uh, you have to respect his legs. Um, so hopefully, get, getting a little bit of attention off of Monte. Uh, we'll open it up for them, and then obviously, if if you are 100% locked on to uh, stopping number 24, uh, that that should leave our, our quarterback open to to run it a little bit. That's a pretty gutsy move, Seth. Week 10 of the season, you change quarterbacks. Now you had already changed quarterbacks earlier in the year, not necessarily by choice when Connor Rawson goes down. But I mean, to to make a move that late in the year, that close to the postseason maybe <laughs> how um uh, what i don't know what were the pros and cons that you feel like of doing that right there oh yeah i mean obviously uh you know connor goes down uh after the fra game um and that that changed things a little bit for us um and we just really wanted to look to see what can make our offense the most productive. And uh, we felt like there are things that Elisha does uh, that, that gives us a good chance. We felt like there are things that Harrison Brownlee does uh, that also gives us a good chance. And they're different kids. I mean, they're different. Uh, they have different skill sets. And we felt like moving forward to crunch time um, with our offense already, you know, no matter who's at quarterback, our offense is going to be a run-first offense. Uh, like I said, when, when 24 is in the backfield, um, he, he's 
he's going to get his touches, right? So uh, what can we do that will most effectively uh, help him out and, and draw some attention off of him? And uh, we felt like putting a dual threat guy back there right beside him, um, you know, obviously we, uh, we would kind of free him up a little bit. And, um, you know, he, he ran the ball real well against Clarksville Academy, uh, Brownlee's first outing out. Um, I know he's 50% passing with 100 and uh, 100 something yards, 150, 160 yards uh, passing. And then he ran for, uh, I want to say, about 60 or 70 that night as well. Um, so the offense, there was a lot of production. It's just that game, we, we couldn't get out of our own way. I know we had three turnovers that led to 21 uh, Clarksville Academy points. And, you know, that hurts. And then the exact opposite, last Friday night at Grace, low scoring game, but we won the turnover battle five to nothing. So, um, you know, hold on to the football uh, this time of year and you put yourself in a good chance to win. And, um, you know, that's, that's definitely a, a focus for tomorrow night. Speaking with Columbia Academy, first-year football coach Seth Anderson <clears throat> on Coach's Corner, presented by From the Heart, here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and & Joint. And um, – you know, you talk about five turnovers. You you do that, and you're gonna <laughs> give yourself a chance on most occasions. Um, looking back over the course of this season, though, you guys have kind of given up some points. Uh, what's the importance of you know getting this defense in the right, you know, both in the right frame of mind and then in the right spot? Yeah, you know, I, I think our, I think our defense has actually played really well of late. You, you look at you look at, you know, points we've given up. I think a lot of it has to do with, with some of the competition we've been playing. You look at Boyd Buchanan, uh, a Division two two-way uh, playoff team. Um, FRA, you know, their only loss is the Lipscomb Academy. Uh, those are two really quality programs. Um, but, you know, the last three games, Nashville Christian, uh, yeah, we gave up 31 to them. Um, but that's that's the fewest points that they've allowed to Division Two One A team. Um, you know, Clarksville Academy. You know, once again, I feel like if we don't gift them uh, three turnovers, you know, maybe they don't score uh, that many points. And then obviously we had the shutout against Grace uh, last Friday night. And um, you know, you know, high school football. If you can limit the big plays, uh, you know, for us, if we can limit the big plays. Tomorrow night, we feel like we got a good chance. Obviously, uh, Cam Boyd, their running back, uh, you know, he's he's special. Uh, he's good. He's fast. He's quick. Uh, he's a tough runner. Um, we're going to have our work cut out for sure in stopping him. They got another threat uh, in in Mosley, slot receiver. He's a sophomore, already getting uh, you know Division One offers. Uh, so he's special. Uh, so we're, we'll definitely have our work cut out. But, you know, at this level of football, if you can make the offense snap it again, uh, make them run another play, don't give up the expl explosive play, um, then you put yourself in a good position. And obviously, if you try to force, force a few turnovers, uh, that, that also helps out. Fun fact. Week two, you guys go on the road to Waverly. Knock off the Tigers 28-14. Waverly goes on to finish 8-1, and one, win the region six three eight championship that only blemish you guys um I, I know you don't take a lot of you don't gloat about that necessarily but i just think that that's a performance by you guys it's really going to been overlooked in high school football circles uh, that's it's a pretty good team obviously absolutely uh you know they 
like you said, um, undefeated uh, besides the game against us. They got one of the best running backs in the state. I believe he's up for a Mr. Football nomination. Um, <clears throat> that, that kid is he, – he's special. Um, I, know, I think he went over 2,000 last week. I, I know he's right there at it. I, I could be wrong, but I know he's right, right very close to it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, but, you know, we're – they're a different team than what they were week two. We're a different team than what we were week two. We've grown um, early in the season. You know, it's still kind of a, a hit or miss what you're going to get. We played well that night. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, it's definitely confidence that, that we can build on moving forward that, hey, we, we can play with, uh, you know, whoever lines up against us. Um, I, I think confidence has never been been a question for our kids. Um, you know, that they've done a real good job of, of competing every every time we've gone out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely something we, you know, might look back on, uh, you know, after the season, say, you know, that, that was, that was, that was a good game. You know, that was, that was a good one. Unfinished business to take care of in Jackson, Tennessee on Friday night, Seth Anderson and the Columbia Academy Bulldogs. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun to watch and keep up with. Luckily we'll have a firsthand look at it through the, eyes of Mo Patton who will be in attendance so you're not are, are you taking him over there with you Seth is he is he hey, a ride or if he wants to ride come on we get we got him on the bus <laughs> no. I, I appreciate the offer coach but um uh, you know I'm not sure that I can get away as quickly as you all are so <laughs> I may be coming in there I may be driving right onto the field right that kickoff to cover it so um don't mind me if if that's the case yeah <laughs> coach we appreciate your time as always it's a, it's a pleasure and we uh, look forward to the, the game tomorrow night hey thank you and thank you all for all that that you do and, and getting these kids some recognition and get their names out there i know we as schools and athletic programs really appreciate all y'all's hard work so thank y'all appreciate that that is coach's corner presented by from the heart cafe out in chapel hill keeping you Fed, keeping you happy they of course are doing catering breakfast if you mm -hmm. are so inclined and of course those great desserts that you i'd put up against anybody in in the state that's all i'm saying so let me let me drop this on you fried cinnamon rolls oh see we're doing cinnamon rolls a little different in the house right now but fried sounds really good Mm -hmm. That was that was the thing the last time I was over there. So just something to think about. From the heart to the gut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will start our previews in class 1A. We'll go through class 3A in the next segment. So stick around Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be back after this. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. 
Please make welcome, Teresa Walker. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, Ari Dickey. Ari, did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice. <laughs> Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. Ryan McGee. <laughs> other guy in Wham married the best looking girl, Bananarama. So, other guy in Wham had a pretty good life. From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. High school football season is here, and nobody handles Friday nights better than Main Street Media. Here's Zach Womble with details. That's the name of the game here at Main Street Media and Main Street Preps. Is, you know, we've been doing this for a long time now, and I think you hit on it. We've got an army of reporters across all of Middle Tennessee. I think there's about 130 schools in the Middle Tennessee area, and we cover we try to cover all of them. We cover about 11, 12 counties at this point. And uh, yeah, those those Friday night shows. It's you know we're gonna we're gonna show we're gonna show that off. We're gonna showcase the talent that we have on the field with with reporters across several mid state games on the weekly basis. So you know whether you're in Williamson County, whether you're in Giles County or Murray County or Montgomery or Robertson or anywhere in between, we're gonna have you covered from six to eleven. Friday night live is presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office where fans don't let fans drive drunk. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao and Mo Patton here with you on this Thursday edition where we are getting into the preps hot and heavy this week. The high school football playoffs are here. And this, Mo, for us, is the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good for sure. Um, you know, it's it's got a, a backside of it because – you know, a lot of teams, obviously, their seasons come to an end with, with losses, but it, it's fun to see these teams go on and, and get on deep runs and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's it's pretty fun. You know, the smaller classifications are always fascinating to me. Obviously, on the eastern side of the, of the 1A bracket, it's South Pittsburgh and then pretty much you're hoping if you're out there to uh, to get past the pirates who have been uh, defending state champion and have been in the state championship game so many times uh here recently but sometimes you 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 go through this this bracket you start looking and stuff just jumps out at you like region one, number one Cloudland versus region two, number four Oakdale. One of them has a five and five record. The other has a seven and three record, but it's not, but it's the not who you, you think. Would think. No, <laughs> it's very weird. And, you know, and Cloudland, they're up there in the middle of nowhere. They have to play anybody they can get, you know, nearby without having to go too far away. 
so well, too far away being the, the key <laughs> phrase there but yeah I don't, I don't know what cloudland's record um schedule looks like but i would imagine they they probably played up in classification on some some occasions but you know as as we've said it's not how many it's who and clearly they beat the right people to to get the number one seed in region one one a right yeah no i just i just thought that was wild when i started looking at stuff i was like well that that kind of doesn't make a whole it, lot of it, sense. Yeah, but, I mean, is is that a typo? But no, <laughs> I was I was very concerned. no. That's five and five, Cloudland. You're Region One One A champion. So, yeah. I mean, they were undefeated in <laughs> in Region Place, so you can't you can't knock them. Nope. Uh, I just thought that was interesting, but yeah. Very. So a obviously. We, we talked about this last year. In Class 1A, on the eastern side of the bracket, it's there's really two teams, and in my opinion. It's South Pittsburgh, it's Clay County, and they're going to, you know, it, they're potentially going to meet in the quarterfinals, and that's uh, it's unfortunate. <laughs> but uh, but is there anybody else over there that you think can, can you know, challenge those two teams particularly? Um, I think in that upper – quarterfinal bracket you're probably going to see Coalfield come out of there um they'll catch greenback in the second round if you know if both of them do what you would expect but i think a Coalfield south pittsburgh game in the semifinals is what i would anticipate and probably south pittsburgh getting by there but i i I'm not sure, and again, I'm not I'm not a real big 1A expert per se. Sure. But Clay County at nine and one really is an intriguing record for them for me. Um I'll be interested to see how that how that pans out. They were in the same region with Gordonsville. Gordonsville finished second in that region. Um Joe Burns was third with a three and seven record and Red Bull, you know, shout out to Red Bull and Springs, the number four seed out of region four, because that's a team that has traditionally not been very good and a playoff berth for them. Even if the reward is going to South Pittsburgh to open the playoffs, that's, that's pretty big for that program. But, um, you know, I would anticipate probably a Cofield South Pittsburgh semifinal. And as you said, probably South Pittsburgh emerging from there on the West side, West side. Um, uh, it, it would be tough to not imagine Fayetteville and McKenzie in the quarters and that winner probably going the distance to chat. Yeah. And see that. And again, that's, that's the unfortunate part there is that you've got, two really good football teams that who I think you're right. Uh, I mean, outside of Peabody, who, by the way, pretty good, uh, obviously Peabody, the golden tide have been kind of in the championship hunt for the last three years. I think they won it two years ago in class two a, and then moved Mm -hmm. down to class one a last year. We thought, Oh wow, they're going to run roughshod and ended up, being McKenzie getting to the uh, state finals after beating Fayetteville in the semi in, in the quarters last year. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I think you're right. I mean, you're going to have to go through Peabody to get there probably if, if you're, if you're Fayetteville or McKenzie, but I think that's it. I think that's exactly what you got to expect to see. Um, if, if you're, if you're Fayetteville, who a lot of folks will tell you, especially with Isaiah Thomason is probably a favorite to get to the, the state finals. Now, if you're, you've, you've picked South Pittsburgh, who are you picking in that McKenzie Fayetteville game? I'm picking Fayetteville. In fact, I'm picking Fayetteville to win the whole shooting match. Yep, I've got. I'm with you. I've got Fayetteville over South Pittsburgh in the finals as well. Yeah, yeah. And again, folks, we are not experts. No, but we're no. Pretty, we're we're pretty good sometimes. <laughs> as 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 your buddy Devontae Smith would say, Chris, I know a little some. I know a little some, just a little, but I know mm-hmm. a little some. We move on to Class Two Way here. Class Two Way. You know, I probably wouldn't have said this except I may have gotten talked into it yesterday. <laughs> Region one top seeded Hampton eight and two, their two losses, you know, nothing to, to shake your head at as they, you know, they come to um, Gatlinburg Pittman and Daniel Boone, Daniel Boone, who's undefeated. They, be, they lost to Daniel Boone, 21 to 20. Daniel Boone, who's undefeated in five, a right. Yeah, five A undefeated. Uh, so, and, and that's you know that's going back to Fayetteville. That's one of the reasons I picked them is because they boat raced. Who was it? Fill in the blank. <laughs> uh, well, and it was a. Hold on, I'm going to go back to their schedule. Um, Red Bank, thirty-eight to two, who was like ranked in class four a at the time <laughs> and beat them 38 to mm-hmm. two. So that's where I, you know, that that's kind of where I got Fayetteville, but, uh, but yeah, class two, a to me on the, on the, the East side is Hampton. And I don't, I don't see anybody else over there. Who's going to, you know, to be too much, maybe Tyner, obviously Tyner is always good. Maybe East Robertson. I don't know. You tell me. Maybe East Robertson. Yeah, I think um, you certainly have to be be aware of them. And and fun fact, Hampton was ranked number three in the final Associated Press Class 2A statewide poll. Tyner is number one. East Robertson is number five. So, and all three of those. Well, Tyner's only so. lost to Alcoa. Now. Yeah. I don't know, you know, Meg's County is probably a pretty good win or, you know, based off recent history, Meg's County is a pretty good win. Outside of that, I mean, the Tyner's scores are 44-0, 39-6, 41-0, 42-0, 45-7, 41-7, 26-0, 54-0, and then they gave up 42 to Alcoa, which is, you know, it's Alcoa. So, I, I mean... Tyner's been boat racing, folks. <laughs> they, they look pretty darn good, and Trousdale County is uh, is probably not looking forward to that trip after winning the last two games of their season. By the way, to sneak into to the playoffs to two and as eight. the four seed, they're two yeah. and eight on the year, but they beat White's Creek and Watertown in order to get into the playoffs. How about that? Be careful what you ask for. <laughs> no um, doubt. Yeah, this could a, this could definitely be a Hampton East Robertson semifinal, I think. But I think East Robertson 
as you mentioned, probably has a tougher road than Hampton does because Tyner would be hanging out there probably in the quarterfinals for the Indians. So, and on the other side, yeah, on our side, on this side, there's some talent over here because again, going back to the um, AP poll, Fairley's number two. Um, Huntington is number six. Lewis County and Riverside. Let's see. Lewis County is tied for six. Riverside is eight. Freedom Prep is nine. And Union City is 10. And Freedom Prep so, Union City meeting, I mean, that's meeting around kind one. Of a, it's, it's a minefield over here. Yeah, yeah. That's that's going to be a heck Where's, of a ball is game. Is Westview ranked? Um, with few is number four. I'm okay. Did I not mention they are number four? Just making sure I don't know if you did or I'm not. I'm gonna tell you uh, what, yeah, no, that's okay. That better to mention them twice than none. My state finalist is coming from none of those. And call me a homer if you will, but I've heard enough coaches say it over the course of the season. Mount Pleasant's athleticism is something that you don't see a whole lot at the Class 2A level. We talked about Jackson Collier during the rundown. Uh, an accomplished kicker such as him is something that you don't see a whole lot at the Class 2A level. I feel like those two factors are going to make Mount Pleasant a tough out. If they can avoid injury, got a shot to make I'm going to tell you that Mount Pleasant's going to make the semifinals. They'll be playing on Thanksgiving, but I don't think that they're going to get past. And, and this would have sounded crazy at the beginning of the year after they lost the two get, first two games of the year. But Westview's on a roll, and they are really, really good. I'm going to, I'm taking Westview to get past fairly in the in the quarters, and I've got Westview, the Chargers, back in the state finals. I've got them against Hampton. I've got Hampton winning this time. I. I think Westview recovered from the loss of the quarterback than I would have anticipated. And and like you said, they they've played really well over the course of this season. You know, and, and I could certainly see them, you know, getting back to chat. But I I think that Mount Pleasant is going to provide some matchup problems for a lot of folks. So I don't disagree. And, and 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 they they have run the ball, I think, better here of late. In fact, I think they've really kind of gotten away from the passing game because of the way their run game has developed here over the last few weeks. But the passing game is something that they've got in their back pocket. And don't sleep on Darren May's perimeter or he'll be running by you. Class 3A, uh, do we even have to go through this? Um, we probably I mean, who's should. Who's Alcoa going to beat? East, East Nashville. You don't, so East Nashville think, will take I care of Smith County loss, in that rematch? I think, these two losses, I think these two losses at the end of the season will really help them get their edge back. They lost to a 6A Riverdale team in Murfreesboro. They lost at Smith County 15-14 in the region championship game, basically. Um, 
but I, I think Jamal Stewart gets them refocused, and I think they handle their business here over the next few weeks to get back to chat. I, I think, you know, you kind of talk, we talked about unfinished business with um, Seth Anderson. I think this is a team that after playing the way they did against Alcoa last year is going to be highly motivated to try to get back and prove that, you know, we're better than that first 10 minutes of that ball game. All right. Um, Alcoa's got to make the trip to the Brickyard potentially in the semifinals. Does that trip make a difference? Nope. I don't think, I don't so. think so either. I don't think so either. It's uh, unfortunate too, man. Alcoa is just. I will tell they're, you they're this. I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned about East Nashville than I am about Alcoa because East Nashville would play. Well, they'll play Waverly in the second round by virtue of that second round, uh, that loss last week. Correct. That and could would, be an issue, but would have they, to go to Waverly. Yeah, because Waverly is the number one out of that region. So, but I, I think I just feel like, like I said, I just feel like that team is really, really motivated and. I think they have played a schedule that has really prepared them for this next few weeks. I mean, they beat Independence earlier this year. They played a pretty good Riverdale team in Murfreesboro, and you know, they played at Independence. They um, they played Green Hill and beat them. So this I is agree a tested, with you. this is a tested East Nashville team, and I think that's going to show up here over the next bit. Those are the two teams I think get there. I think. If there's a point spread, whatever the point spread is, I think East Nashville could cover a point mm -hmm. spread in, in Chattanooga, but I still think Alcoa wins the title. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, all right, moving on to 4A. Class 4A is, well, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, we know Greenville is probably going to be coming out of the East. They, as we heard yesterday, Either Greenville or Elizabethan has been in the finals each of the last five years, but don't sleep on Anderson County. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't you don't just ten and zero isn't a fluke, you know. Well, not only is it not a fluke, but theirs specifically is not a fluke, Mo. I, mm -hmm. Um, hold on, I I've got their schedule right here. They've beaten Powell. They've beaten Knox Fulton. Of course, that's in their region. They beat Elizabethan by one. Of course, Elizabethan's five and five on the year. But they beat Science Hill like a drum, and Science Hill just beat Dobbins Bennett. So that's Anderson County is, is a team to watch out for in class four. I'm gonna go with Greenville just because of the experience factor, but right. Anderson County could absolutely find their way in Chattanooga. No question. And and you mentioned a Red Bank team that that Fayetteville defeated red bank is the number two seed out of region three four a they um they open with a home game against macon county so that's a little extra tidbit regarding the fayetteville city tigers there um but yeah i tend to agree with you i think greenville is the pick in 4a coming out of the east and 
And and I think this Pearl Cone team is ready to do some damage on the west side. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody that's going to touch maybe Haywood. I, I mean, the Tigers are, have traditionally been very good. They're mm -hmm. one seed. They'd be the home team in that semifinal game against Pearl Cone uh, if they were to both make it there. So I think that could play a factor. But I think you're right. I think it's the Firebirds in the finals. And uh, I'm going to go with Greenville as the champion, though. I'm going to go with Greenville, but I'm thinking if you get a Greenville-Pearl Cone game in the finals, get there and get yeah. your popcorn ready. <laughs> it, will be a, it will be a track meet and a lot of fun to watch. There's no question mm -hmm. there. Class 5A. Now, here's where things get interesting on the east side of the bracket. Undefeated Daniel Boone, who's got a couple of pretty decent wins on the year i mean i'm not saying that they went out and you know just <laughs> but i mean they beat hampton they beat science hill they beat elizabethan mm -hmm. and and they've given up no more than 20 points in that that win last week 20 is the most points they've given up all year but mm -hmm. Knoxville West is the first team since like 99 to beat both Alcoa and Maryville in the same mm -hmm. season. Mm -hmm. And so, so, and then you've got, you know, you've got teams who have been there. Powell. I mean, they're eight and two. It's not mm -hmm. like they're a slouch. They were there last year. They've got a Mr. Football finalist or semifinalist in Jordan Potts at quarterback. Class 5A has always been the most wide open since they moved to six classes, Mo. What what are your thoughts? Because I don't even know that I've got any. I, it's a crapshoot to me. I, I think I think the line forms behind Knoxville West, like you said. Uh, it Nobody else has beaten Alcoa and Marable. Nope. <laughs> not not yeah. in this millennium. Yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> Now, now, I think that kind of comes with an asterisk, obviously. I mean, both Alcoa and Marable are teams and programs that are in a little bit of flux right now. This isn't the Marable machine no. that we've gotten used to seeing. You know, Alcoa had to make a change at, at, at the um, head coaching position with the retirement slash resignation of, of Gary Rankin. Um, so... Like I said, both those programs are in flux, but they are still Alcoa and Maribel and Knoxville West beat them both. And I just think that that makes them mean something. Yeah, I think that means something. I, I agree. You know, I, I I think Rick Flair said it to beat a man. You got to beat the man. Well, Knoxville West beat both of them in East Tennessee. And that, that stands for something, I think. So until somebody beats Knoxville West, they are my favorite, certainly in the East and probably for the whole thing. Um, I think Conversely, the West, Conversely, though, the West is just as much of a toss-up, but because nobody's really kind of done anything to that stands out. 10-0 uh, and kind of stands out, and there's a couple of those on the West side. No, I don't disagree. I look, Nolan's was a really good football team. I don't know much about Munford or anybody they've played. Mm -hmm. So I can't say, I can't speak to them. But it's not. I'm saying that Nolansville hasn't gone out there and, you know, Nolansville hasn't beaten Alcoa and and Marable or or that, anybody to that degree. So right, and so they it's just kind of been and and all you know that region 
which is a, don't get me wrong, an absolute slugfest of a region mm-hmm. uh, just because of the different teams that you have to play from Lincoln County to to Page. It just seems like there's there's a bunch of different styles of football being played. And then you've got, you know, you, you've got teams like Springfield and Henry County that have been really good for the last couple of years as well. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I, the West side is kind of hard for me to figure out too. Uh, on one hand, Nolansville is the easy pick for me because they are undefeated. On the other hand, I could see one, two, three, four, five, six teams that if they wound up in Chattanooga coming out of the West, I would not be surprised. Both of those, uh, I, I could ab- absolutely see Henry County or Springfield. Mm-hmm. I could absolutely see Nolansville or Page. I could see Green Hill. No way. Okay. No way. I could see Mount Juliet. Uh, potentially Mount Juliet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Mount Juliet gets past Page. That's, I mean, that's just my pick. Well, I mean, picking. I don't. But, I, I don't know. I, I don't no, know yeah. if they do, but but I mean I'm I'm not shocked if they do. I'm telling you, Paige getting shut out by independence really shocked me. And and I I don't know what the story was behind that. But very interesting. Yeah, did very, not very, expect them to lose that game 13 to nothing. No, no, not at all. Now here's the and thing. That, that's what that's what makes me feel like Green Hill has a shot because if they can win that game on the road, then they get a rematch with the Mount Juliet team that they just lost to last week. That's a loss that's fresh on their mind. That's a city rivalry game, and all bets are off if it's Mount Juliet, Green Hill in the second round of the playoffs. All of a sudden, they're in the quarters against probably um, Nolansville. Nolansville. And who knows at that point? Because, again, they're the number three seed coming out of their region. At that point, they're playing with house money. Here is here's the the kicker. Hmm? Whoever comes out of that top side of the of the West brackets got to go to Henry County or Springfield. Springfield obviously a, much, a little bit easier trip, but we've been to Paris for one of those games, and it ain't easy. It ain't it, well, easy to it, get there. It's not it easy to get. Yeah, exactly. It's it ain't not easy, easy to play in. It's a and tough it's a pretty tough team once you get there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's. And I think that is an advantage that Henry County has that a lot of people don't realize until they're in it. And that's that's part of the reason Summit deserves so much credit for that run that they went on a couple of years ago. Because when you go to when you go to Henry County and win a ball game, especially this time of year, it means something. It absolutely they don't does. lose a lot there now. So and and unfortunately for Springfield, because of their loss in the regular season to Henry County, they'll have to go they to Paris go if they make it to the semifinals. And at that point, I think it it becomes a – I'm sorry, in the quarterfinals. But, uh, but I mean, either way, it's going to be a tough a tough road to hoe mm-hmm. for whoever comes out of that, that top side of the West bracket. That's why I'm going to go Henry County in the state finals. And I think Knoxville West wins it all. 
I'm going Nolansville, but your prediction makes a lot of sense. That trip to Paris is tough, man. If you if you win that game, though, you got a lot of confidence going into the state finals. If you Absolutely. get past the the you know all the catfish that you eat while you're there, the <laughs> sirens going off, the potential the sirens. The oh my goodness, the sirens, <laughs> the sirens. Somebody should outlaw those things. Absolutely, they should. Man, um, class six A. This is an interesting one. Obviously, Oakland is going to come mm. out of the uh, of the East Side, but I wonder who they play in the semifinals. In the semis, because you feel like it would be Maryville, but Science Hill won re- one region one. Um. Dobbins Bennett's right, right there waiting in game two. I think you got to be a little concerned with Farragut as well, but oh, again, yeah, Farragut Region Two. Now, of course, they must have lost to Maryville mm-hmm. in the regular season. But yeah, I think Farragut is a team that you got to watch for as well. Absolutely. I just feel like. Until somebody beats them, it's Maryville. Certainly. That's absolutely a great pick because yeah. you can't go wrong with it. I don't think you can. I really don't. But I think I think Oakland, whoever it is that comes out of the top side, I think Oakland beats to get to Chattanooga sure. because they're Oakland at this point. Yep. Yeah, I mean, at this point, they're just plug and play, man. It's It's – pretty amazing the job that kevin creasy has done over there over this period of time um looking on the west side though you know we talked about how wide open 5a is i think again you've got a number of teams that could get hot and get on a roll into chattanooga from the west side of the bracket um i tell you what if I call in sick on November 18th, mind your business because a Cane Ridge game in the quarterfinals. Against Beach? Mm-hmm. Would be worth the price of admission, I think. I'd love to see it. If you are Beach or Cane Ridge, you certainly hope one of these Region Seven teams figures out a way to get to get uh, get to the semifinals, so that that trip becomes much shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Ravenwood Centennial could both find their way there. Obviously, Centennial would have to uh, would have to beat Bartlett, who's sitting at eight and two, and then have potentially see a rematch against Brentwood who they lost to just last week, which I think it probably plays into the hands of the Cougars. Mm-hmm. Um, How about if you're Bartlett though? That's got to suck, man. You've won your region. You've got a home game against the number four seed and you don't get five and five, six and four or seven and three. No, you get eight and two number 10 centennial coming to your place for the opening round. Hey, you might as well get it out of the way early, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to beat some good people anyway, so why not just start off by beating good people? Um, 
that's got to be the only top 10 matchup in the opening round of the playoffs. Probably. So. Number seven, Bartlett. Number 10, Centennial. But um, I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to go and say Beach gets to the finals. I know that's uh, cop out kind of, but I've got Beach. I've got Beach reaching uh, Chattanooga. I've got Kane Ridge reaching Chattanooga. Okay. Yeah, I'm telling you though, it, Oakland Beach, Oakland Kane Ridge would be fun in Chattanooga. Be more fun than than some of the other teams that it could be. It'll be more fun than the rest of their bracket. <laughs> Oakland's that is. <laughs> Beach Smyrna in round two, if that holds up, should be a pretty good ball game. I don't know that I see anything that keeps that from happening, especially after Henderson. Have we still gotten any explanation on West Creek Hendersonville last week? No, no. I mean, nothing more than that was just bizarre to me. <laughs> nothing more than it happened. Yeah, yeah. So did not see that. Okay. Anyway, all right. Well, Oakland State champion. Surprise, surprise. Go figure. Let's take a let, let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll do Division Two, and then we'll give our picks right after this on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Barn and Joint. Y'all stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990. Or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931 388 8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931 388 5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931 388 5731 and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
Welcome back in Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Mo. Um, Blaine Keller, reporter mm-hmm. up in Robertson County, just tweeted eight minutes ago. He believes that he – and he has a video. <laughs> he believes it's Jackson Martin of Creekwood edging out Camden's Will Douglas for the top spot in the Class A-2A uh, boys state championship meet, and that would make him a repeat individual champion in 2022. So Wow, okay. Good for Jackson. Good for Blaine. <laughs> Good for Blaine for being there and getting that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Blaine. Yeah. We appreciate it. All right, let's talk a little D2 and the unfortunate situation that we find ourselves in uh, on November 18th as it <laughs> it appears we're going to have a Friendship Christian USJ matchup in the semifinals hmm. instead of the finals. Because I think them, that's your state championship game. Them's the breaks. Yeah. Um, Friendship Christian number one in the final AP poll for Division 2A and USJ number two in said poll. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough to think that that's not the matchup that you're going to get. Both Friendship Christian and USJ with buys tomorrow night. Um, FCS would play the winner of DCA and Fayette Academy. That's defending state champion DCA and Fayette Academy. USJ gets either Clarksville Academy or Lakeway Christian, which if it's Lakeway Christian, man, I don't know if they're going to stay over or what. they (laughs) They play at Clarksville Academy tomorrow night. This is Lakeway Christian in White Pine, Tennessee, or White Pine. Excuse me. Yeah, I, I mispronounced it the first time around. <laughs> but um, it's a, it's about twenty minutes east of Knoxville for a landmark for you. So they play at Clarksville Academy tomorrow night. If they win, they would play at USJ next Friday. So a little road weary, a little saddle sore would be the Lakeway lines should that occur. But yeah, you you got to think that FCS USJ game is for all the Tostitos. The other side of the bracket, I'm thinking Nashville Christian probably comes out of it. Maybe MTCS. I'm thinking Nashville Christian. They were the state finalists a year ago. And uh, freshman quarterback. They are now. Yes. Jared Curtis, freshman quarterback and Mr. Football semifinalist. Jared Curtis. You'll take it. If you're Nashville Christian and the Eagles. You will. You will. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go with. I'm I'm saying Friendship Christian wins it all, but certainly could be USJ. I'm gonna tell you what, though, man. These Division Two brackets. There are three buys in the D2A bracket. Right. So you got thirteen teams in the. It's so weird. Because one, I, I think. Two of them get their fifth team in. Mm-hmm. Which is just weird. It, it really is. Yeah. So two team, and I don't know. I mean, if you're going to take five teams from two regions, I don't know why you wouldn't just take five teams from three regions. I don't know. Maybe, well, that, maybe trying to figure out who gets the Because you've only got buy. three regions instead of four. So you can only give out the buys that way. It's, it's, I don't know. It's weird. It's, it really is weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in D2A, I think this is a really interesting game one or 
CPA and Boyd Buchanan is very interesting to me, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's, that's a, that's a heck of a matchup in, in round number one. And then you got to go to Lausanne. And if you're Boyd Buchanan and you win on Friday, <laughs> you might just stick around as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, five and five CPA with one of those five victories over Oakland. Go figure. <laughs> it's amazing. But yeah. Um, Remember, uh, West Creek and Hendersonville, man. I, I I don't know. I don't know that it really matters because I think Lipscomb Academy, and they're one of the top, what, 15 teams in the country, supposedly, depending on who you yes. ask. Yes. Um, I, I don't know that there's anybody here that beats them. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Chattanooga Christian gets to the state finals. Chattanooga Christian. That's out of the box. Upon what do you base that? <laughs> well, I'm looking at their schedule right now, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, you kind of you you kind of look look at some some teams that they've beaten, and you know, hold on, I just I just lost it. Oh no, um, <laughs> they beat South Pittsburgh forty-one to nothing. And I feel like South Pittsburgh's pretty darn good. Beat mm-hmm. Boyd Buchanan 33-16. Uh, beat Silverdale, who I thought was pretty good at one time, 45-21. I don't know what happened to them. They lost to McCauley. Their only two losses are to Knoxville Webb, 29-28. That would have that would have been the, the championship game in that region. Mm-hmm. And they lost to McCauley in the season opener. In between there, they beat Knoxville Grace like a drum. They beat Boyd Buchanan by two touchdowns plus. Uh, again, Beat South Pittsburgh 41 nothing. Beat uh, Knoxville Grace 62 14. It just, I don't know. It just feels like they've got, they got a pretty good football team. Mm-hmm. Well, it, you know, the, the results certainly bear that out. Um, and it's a, I mean, it's a weird region. You know, it's it a is. weird, it's a weird top of that bracket. I mean, it very well could be CPA, it could be Lausanne, it could be FRA. It could be FRA. Yeah, so, I mean, or it could be Boyd Buchanan. It could be Boyd Buchanan, absolutely. Because I, I mean, Gary Rankin has won a few games this time of year. He has, in fact. So I mean, you look at this and you go, "Well, could be any of those teams." Mm-hmm. I think FRA's got. But whoever it is, it's going to be. Yeah. Whoever it is is going to be Lipscomb on the other side, and I feel like Lipscomb's going to take care of whoever it is. So. I agree with you. Which, uh, and, uh, which, which is why none of these teams' feelings will be hurt when Lipscomb goes Division II AAA next year. Absolutely. Of course, ours will be because then it's wide open, and who knows who we're going to pick. <laughs> yeah, there is that. In the AAA bracket, we're gonna we're gonna get um, NBA into the finals. I don't think there's. I don't think there's a whole lot of teams out there that can that can play. I mean, McCauley's the number mm. three seed in the East, by the way. Mm-hmm. The three seed. Behind who? Baylor and NBA is the one. NBA is the one, Baylor is the two, and McCauley is the three. That's right, because there's only there's only East and West. There's no right. middle. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um to me, it's NBA and probably Brentwood Academy, maybe Baylor. I've got Baylor. 
and I've got NBA winning it. Yeah, I got NBA winning it as well. How how about Father Ryan? This is the the problem with D two AAA, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Father Ryan did not win a single region game. Well, I mean. How many Division II AAA teams are there total? I guess five, or in that no, in their I region, mean, in in the entire classification. I don't know I the answer to that. Yeah, and but therein lies your issue, I think. But you're you're right. Uh, you're absolutely right. This That's, is a team that went two and eight, but they beat both Brentwood and Cane Ridge, <laughs> who both are hosting playoff games in Class Six A. I got nothing. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's pretty inexplicable. It really is. Um, but uh, yeah, I got NBA winning it all. Yeah, I, I I really like the way this NBA team has played. You know, we saw them last year um, in the state finals against Macaulay, and I think they really took that loss and really built from there in, in every facet, you know, from a, from a going back to work from an off season, from just the whole thing. Yeah. It, it feels like this is a team that just didn't want to be in that position again. Um, There are 12 football playing schools in division two class triple A. They're all in the playoffs. Every one of them, I guess. It's the only way I can make sense of it. So, well, no, St. Benedict is apparently not playing football because they're St. Benedict might not be open any longer. So, technically, there are 11, but yes, they are all in the playoffs, which I don't know. You know, we talk about in college football and in other endeavors making the regular season mean something. St. Benedict went two and eight this year. Okay, so they did play. Oh, they had a team. (laughs) There are 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 teams in the playoffs, 12 teams in Division II AAA. And St. Benedict has to. Oh, they're they're St. Benedict. They're the number six. Yeah. So everybody got in. You're right. Everybody's in. And why? I mean, I guess we play the regular season for funsies and seating, I guess. (laughs) All righty then. Well, and hey, hey, here's the thing that that keeps you from having to worry about scheduling. I guess. Who cares? Let's go. Go play who you want to. All right. We've got 10 games from across the mid-state and three three games in southern Middle Tennessee. Four. Well, four that involve southern Middle Tennessee teams. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So let's get to it. Let's pick them across Middle Tennessee. We start with the Main Street Preps game of the week. Riverdale at Lebanon. Five uh, five o'clock. Seven o'clock on Friday. (laughs) Yeah. I am... I've got the Blue Devils in that one, but I've, um, I've you know Riverdale. Riverdale has played better here of late, but I, I think 
Lebanon really has some dynamic players on the offensive side of the ball, particularly the quarterback, and I think he makes a difference. I've got Lebanon by a touchdown. I've got Lebanon by four. I think it's 21-17. I think it's a, it's a really good football game. I'm looking forward to it for sure. BDP. <laughs> there you go, Justin. <laughs> uh, McGavick at Beach. All these games tomorrow night, by the way. The only two games tonight in it at all are uh, Liberty Creek is hosting Ezel Harding tonight. That is not a playoff game, by the way. It is not a playoff game. No, that is they neither team plays foot or is eligible for the playoffs, so therefore they are not playing. And Pickett County is playing somebody tonight who also not in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure they're not eligible for the playoffs because they don't play a region schedule. There you go. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there are games tonight, but and, and if you're up in uh, Sumner County and you feel like making a trip to see Liberty Creek, feel free do so. They great got great facilities uniforms. over there. Apparently, great so, facilities. Yeah uniforms it's worth it but uh, all these playoff games tomorrow night uh, at seven o'clock mcgavick at beach i got beach going to the finals so obviously i'm gonna take the bucks here and yeah well i've got them at least to the quarter so, so yeah um we're gonna take the bucks in this same thing with gallatin at cane ridge you got them in the finals so i guess most taking <laughs> taking yeah, the ravens yeah, here there we go yeah I've got the Ravens as well, 24-14 over Gallatin. I think this is I think this is going to be a pretty good game. I, you know, Gallatin has certainly been a little bit better as the season progresses. Uh so I've been a, I've been more impressed with them as the season has gone on. Yeah. But I certainly think Cambridge takes care of it. Exactly. This is a game I'm really interested in, Mo. Overton at Clarksville. I was clearly really I impressed. think it's it's <laughs> going to be a very good football game, but I think it's going to be closer than a lot of folks think. I, I I just feel like Clarksville has has played some really good ball and beaten some folks in ways that I did not necessarily anticipate. And so well, the way they opened got, the season, you were you, you wouldn't have expected them to be very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they they got better as the year progressed, and I think um I think Isaac Shelby is one of the more underrated football coaches in the area. I think he does a good job, and I, I think you've seen that with them, the way they've gotten better as the season has progressed. I think they, I think Clarksville takes care of Overton pretty easily. Boyd Buchanan at CPA. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just cannot put – that CPA went out of Oakland out of my mind. I um I, I like CPA in this one. I think it's a great matchup. Again, um sometimes we probably talk too much about coaches, but I clearly you've got two of the better two of the better ones in the state and Engel Martin and Gary Rankin in this one. And um I I just think I think CPA has been a little bit more tested this year. I agree. I, that's why I've got CPA winning. But boy, as you said, Gary Rankin's won some games in this time. He, he has Gary Rankin having Thanksgiving uh, open is going to be a weird situation. That I, I mean, it, it'll be wild around that house. I mean, they're not used to. Now that being said, that. he's got Thanksgiving open no matter what because they get the bye week in Division Two. So yeah, there's that. They, 
I'm but sure they, I should, I'm sure they would still do something if there was something to do. So yeah, <laughs> if they've not turned in the pads yet, mm -hmm. White House at East Nashville. I don't think this is a. I don't think this is much of a a, a contest, and I've got. The I don't think it's much of a dig. debate for sure. Yeah, I, I yeah. think again, um, East Nashville coming into the playoffs on a two-game losing streak, and I. A lot of coaches will tell you that this is when they do some of their best coaching because they've got the kids' attention, and I think that'll be the case here. I'd agree with you. Wilson Central at Nolensville. Again, I don't Wilson. think Nolensville has much trouble here with Wilson Central. Yeah, I mean, Wilson Central's kind of been up and down, and Nolensville's been up 10-0. and 0. So <laughs> take the Knights here. Green Hill at Page. I like Page in this one, but I would not be shocked again, given the way things have gone for them the last little bit. Uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see it go the other way, but I'm taking the Patriots. Taking the Patriots as well, 28-21. Pope Prep at home with Briarcrest Christian. I would feel more comfortable taking Pope Prep if I knew Kenny Minchie's situation. Although, again, as we've talked on this show in various on various occasions, Chet Lacks has really stepped in there and and done a pretty good job as their number two signal caller. And there's a um, there's a feature up on the on the website MainStreetPreps.com on Chet Lacks and what he's done. But also, again, the quarterback situation tends to overshadow. They got a pretty good running back in junior Elijah Robb, and I think he helps when you've got your number two quarterback in there. But I, I think past all that, I think Pope Prep takes care of Briarcrest. I think you're right. I think I've got Pope Prep as well. Hendersonville at Smyrna. I think this is probably the best game of the week outside of maybe Lebanon, Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and these are two old-time, old-school rivals. These two used to be in the same district back when we had three classes years and years and more years ago. They were both in 9 AAA along with Gallatin and Franklin and a few other, Mount Juliet and some other folks. And so, you know, there there will be some dads of kids that, you know, know what this one's supposed to be about anyway. But I, I like Smyrna in this one. I just think the the Carter kid is a different make difference maker on both sides of the ball. And I'm still trying to figure out Hendersonville from last week. I really am. <laughs> I've got Arian Carter and the Bulldogs as well. So there you have it. Mo, tell us who's going to win in Southern Middle Tennessee. Mount Pleasant hosting Scott's Hill. This one was a blowout the last time. <laughs> is it going to be a blowout again? It I don't think it will be quite as blowout-ish, but I think I think Mount Pleasant wins it pretty handily. I agree. In Independence heading out to Houston. I don't really know what to expect out of this because I don't know what to expect out of Independence, but um, and and I, I don't know how good those Memphis teams are. I took Houston pretty much on the basis of being at home, and. Houston's got a 6'10 receiver. I don't know who covers him for Indy. 
no doubt there. Yeah. I'm with you. I've got Houston as well, but it's mainly because I don't know. I don't know what Independence team you're going to get. Yeah. Um. Then you've got Richland at home against Adamsville. This one may be the blowout that you were referring to with Mount Pleasant. I, I just think this Richland team playing at home in the playoffs again for the first time in like thirty something years. I I think they're going to be sky high. Um, I think Nick Patterson will keep them from getting high to the point of it being detrimental, but I think they're going to really be playing with an edge tomorrow night. I think they're going to be fun to watch, and I think they get it done in big fashion, you know, in front of the home crowd. And finally, the one you'll be at, Columbia Academy at Jackson Christian. Unfinished business. Uh, I, I, I really feel like the Bulldogs feel like they have something to prove. They got a score to settle again. They were up on this team, who is now number three in the Associated Press poll. And Doesn't Jackson Christian also feel like they've got something to, to prove, though, since they were losing at halftime? These guys, these guys think they can play with us. Well, is that, that. is that what you're telling your team? It it should be. I don't, but I don't know. I don't know if you can get their attention at eight and one like that. That'll certainly be, I, I would think that would be a talking point in the JCS locker room. So, so I'd be saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, um, uh, and I'm, I'm really interested to see Harrison Brownlee at quarterback. You saw him in his debut, but, um, I, I, feel I like really he's probably like, got a little better since then. And he was mm -hmm. 10 of 20 throwing the ball that night for 170 or something like that. But and yeah, he I, had some I, seam routes that were just disgusting. Great stuff. I, I am looking forward to what this offense looks like with with him and with Monte Baldwin, who has 998 rushing yards right now. So I, I like Columbia Academy in this ball game. So all right. Well, there you have it. No, before you go, you now do. If you want to see our full picks, full staff wide picks, mainstreetpreps.com. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Sorry we went a little over. It's but hey, if you if you needed to know what was going to happen in high school football in the playoffs, you weren't going to find it anywhere better than right here on Main Street Sports today. Mo, it's been fun. Tomorrow, college football. We're going to talk a, talk a lot of great stuff, and I'm looking forward to it as we preview Tennessee and Georgia. We've got Jordan D. Hill joining us from the Bulldogs side of things, and – should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Big weekend. Right, we'll, we'll see you guys tomorrow right here on Main Street Sports. They're presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mo Padden, Justin Coolett, Chris Yao saying, make it a great day. <laughs>